subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. simply fall to pieces. Bleeder's Digest, issue number 14. Head. Hey, Bleeder's Digest listeners. This week is extra special. We have a fan-submitted story we'll be sharing handpicked by me, Chrissy Fox. Mark Steensland reached out to us via our socials and has been an avid and interactive listener every week. He asked if he could submit a story, and we said, hell yes. It's a sweet tale of a lonely man looking for love in some very dark and twisted places. Mark is a super talent and also one of the screenwriters of the 2021 horror film Jacob's Wife. Mad props to him for being our first fan-shared story. And yes, if you have a story you think is killer and want to submit it to us, you can too. We'll be incorporating some spectacular ones from time to time. Hit us up on BleedersDigest.com or any of our socials, all at BleedersDigest. Also, make sure you follow or subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. This story is called Head, written by Mark Steensland. The first piece Bert found was her beautiful hand. He was looking for food in the dumpster behind Chang's near the mall. The cut at the wrist was neat and clean as a steak in a butcher's case. In fact, that's what he thought it was at first. But after he plucked it free of a tangle of chow mein, he saw the bright pink polish on the nails. And although the one in the index finger was broken, he used his clippers to trim it away and then filed it smooth so it looked as nice as the others, only shorter. In his excitement, he forgot his hunger and hurried back to his tent. And when he climbed into bed that night, he gently brushed his cheek with her fingers and sighed in relief that he was no longer alone. The next morning, he put her hand in his pocket and returned to Chang's to check the dumpster again, more thoroughly this time. He found a whole bag of fortune cookies and a half a dozen spring rolls. But that wasn't enough to make up for his disappointment in not finding more of her. He worked his way down the alley, pushing his cart ahead, then parking and digging through dumpsters, hoping against hope he would find what he was looking for. He found her arm next, behind the pizza palace near the freeway. It was dirty, but he used his pliers to turn on the faucet by their back door and run water all over it until her skin glowed white in the sunshine. He was wrapping her arm in the cleanest towel he had when the back door slammed open and the owner came out, shouting at him to get away or he'd call the police. That was the last thing Bert wanted, so he threw the arm into the top of his cart and pushed it away fast. He didn't even notice how one of his water jugs fell off. Back in his tent, he got his sewing kit out. He chose the largest needle he had. He threaded it with some fishing line and set to work, carefully stitching her hand and arm together. It was a little messy, and he had to use more line than he wanted to. But if he squinted, he could hardly see the seam. He took his shirt off and put her arm across his chest, imagining the rest of her by his side. He ran her nails through his beard. 
He shivered and kissed her palm. Her other arm was in a dumpster behind the movie theater. Luckily, that one still had the hand attached. Her legs were behind the grocery store, and her torso was in the dumpster behind St. Matthew's of all places. He felt more than a little embarrassed when he found that part of her there. Not for himself. For her. Being naked like that in public, especially at a church. He quickly covered her with a blanket and hurried home. It took all night and all of his fishing line to connect her legs and arms. But once the job was done, he was as giddy as a high schooler on prom night. He assured her he was a good guy. He wouldn't do anything she didn't want to. She hugged him and then put one leg over both of his. He could hardly believe how lucky he was to have companionship after all these years. He found her head the next afternoon behind the pharmacy. He was surprised to discover she was a blonde. For some reason, he thought she was dark-haired. He hid her carefully in his cart, and he used the few dollars he had to buy another roll of fishing line. He bought 30-pound tests this time because he didn't want her head to... Well, because he thought that part should be the strongest. He finished just before sunset. Then he sat her up on the bed and leaned her against the back of his tent. He decided they needed something special to celebrate with. So he went to the liquor store and panhandled until he had enough money for a 40-ounce beer. As he stepped up to the counter, he saw her on TV. She was even more beautiful than she was now. He figured that was mostly due to the makeup and all. But he was sure it was her. And then the reporter said her name was Audrey Miller and that she'd been missing since Tuesday. That part he could deal with. What really upset him was when her husband came on. His name was Larry, and he was a banker. And he was crying and saying that he'd been praying night and day for his wife to come home. Bert left the beer on the counter and went back to his tent. He thought at first that he'd really let her have it, scream and yell to show her how angry he was at being betrayed. But when he saw the way she was hanging her head in shame, he felt sorry for her instead. Why didn't you tell me you were married? He asked quietly. She didn't answer. To be fair, he hadn't asked until now, and she wasn't wearing a wedding ring, so maybe she'd lost it. He sat in silence trying to figure out how to avoid what had to be done. But after a minute, he knew it was no use. He went outside and emptied his shopping cart. Then he draped his big blanket over the top and lifted Audrey into it. Her legs were hanging over the end, but that was okay. She wouldn't be very comfortable otherwise. As he approached her house, he saw a police car parked on the curb. That's what he thought it was anyway. It wasn't painted black and white, but it had a big antenna and a black grate between the front and back seats. The lights were on inside the house, and through the window, he could see two men in suits talking to a man sitting on the couch. Although Bert didn't know for sure, he assumed it was Larry. He pushed the cart up the walk and brought the front wheels onto the porch. He unbuttoned his overcoat and rang the bell. He backed up quickly and held his coat open. The side spread open like a curtain, completely blocking the shopping cart from view. The porch light went on and a door opened. The man inside looked at Bert and frowned. A lot of people looked at him this way. Audrey hadn't. That was one of the reasons he'd be sorry to see her go. Hello. He said. Are you Larry Miller? Yes, who the fuck are you? The answer to your prayers. What? That's what you said on TV. 
that you were praying for your wife to come back to you. And she has. Bert dropped his arms and stepped to the side so that Larry could see Audrey in the shopping cart. Bert was glad to see how surprised he was. And then Larry said, no. no. And it was Bert's turn to frown. Yes. Bert said. It's really her. No. Larry repeated. That's not possible. Before Bert could say more, the two men in suits approached Larry from behind. One of them pulled the door open further, and they moved forward. Their eyes got wide when they saw Bert. Wider still when they saw Audrey. Bert wanted to tell them how he'd found her, but Larry wouldn't stop talking. It's not possible. No. It's not possible. No, it's not possible. He said, over and over. And then he said, I took her apart. I put every piece in a different dumpster. It's not possible. But when Bert heard this, he stopped smiling. For a moment, he wasn't sure if he heard him correctly. But when the detectives took their handcuffs out, he knew it was true. Larry had lied. He said he was praying for his wife to come back. But he hadn't been. And now Audrey would be alone again. And so would he. For a moment, he considered grabbing the shopping cart and racing back to his tent with her. But he knew he wouldn't get far. No. It was over. Oh, well. He said. Wiping a tear from his eyes, he remembered what his mother had always said in moments like these. Don't Don't cry cry because because it's it's over. over. Smile because because it happened. happened. The End Head Written by Mark Steensland Narrated by Chrissy Fox Featuring Spider One as Bert Tyler Connolly as Larry Miller Engineered by Tyler Connolly Production, sound design, and music by Chrissy Fox Theme music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand. Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Hey, it's the Bleeder's Digest post-show for episode 15, Head, written by Mark Steensland. My name is Trevor. I'm Chrissy. I'm Spider. I'm Lauren. And thank you so much for downloading and streaming this episode, however you got it. And it would mean a hell of a lot to us if you hit up Apple Podcasts and not only rated the show, but wrote us a review. It helps the show get found. It helps us grow the show. And we're going to start this post show off by reading a review that one of you have left. Yes, we are. This one should be by uh, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is from More Than Mindless. Five stars for sure. The stories are short and to the point. The voice cast along with the soundscapes created for each episode really makes for an immersive experience. Listen in the dark or low lit room for maximum experience, but always with headphones. I think that's good advice. Always with headphones in a low lit (laughs) room in the tub with a plugged in toaster right next to (laughs) (laughs) me. I used to listen to audio dramas on a pillow speaker. I don't even know if they make those anymore. What is They're that? probably like super hi-fi now in Bluetooth. But I used to, it used to be this, this pillow speaker. They used to have them in hospitals. And you stick them underneath your pillow. It was like a plastic speaker. You stick it underneath your pillow and like put it into the headphone jack of your stereo. And it was a mono feed of your stereo. Wow. So you can. It sounded great. Right, right, it sounded awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you can listen to old like audio dramas through your pillow. Without having a, you know, that if you got earbuds or something in your ears, 
you know, you lay on them and they, they hurt or press. I saw a thing on Shark Tank like that, actually. It played like, played like soothing music. So you could, but I, so a little different than us, than us, uh, our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ours will keep you up at night. That doesn't help you go to sleep. So this one's from Belzora Hollow 3. Five stars. If you love fictional horror stories or Spider One, lead singer of Power Man 5000 and brother of Rob Zombie, this is the pod for you. Can't wait for more horrifying content. Yeah, well. Who doesn't well, love Spider yeah. One? Who doesn't really? I mean, <laughs> not sure if you realize I wrote tapes of King's Chapel. I don't know <laughs> That's right. Story, but uh, very famous story. Apparently, you've written all these stories. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> you guys get mad when they, you know, when they mention my name and don't. Well, no, but it is pretty hilarious when I think you just like create it. You do all the voices yourself, write all the stories, and do all the posts and and release it. I don't think it's that. I don't think they think that I do all that. They just think that mine's better. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Well, this week is is an exception though with our contributor Mark Steensland. So Mark was involved in Jacob's Wife, Travis Stevens' Jacob's Wife, which was an incredible film starring Barbara Crampton and a good friend of yours, Chrissy Bonnie Ahrens. Yes, it was a great movie. And um, yeah, Mark was one of the screenwriters. From what I understand, he wrote that film and submitted it to a film festival. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Shriekfest. And the woman who runs that festival introduced him to Barbara Crampton and then he collaborated with the other two screenwriters, Travis Stevens being one of them. Yeah. And it made this incredible film, Jacob's wife that I'm a huge fan of. And so Mark has been very, very active on the bleeders digest socials. He's retweeting it every week. He follows us. He always has comments and thoughts. He gets very excited about all the stories. And so when he reached out to me, and said he had a story he'd love to submit if we'd be willing. I was really excited to read it. And we really wanted to do that from day one with Bleeders. So I thought his story might be the perfect first ever guest story. And it's, it's called Head. And you guys just heard it, obviously. And it, I thought, was just like really sweet and had a lot of heart, but it was really messed up. So it fit in very well with a lot of our stories. It kind of, I don't know. I thought it was sort of heartwarming and really fucked up at the same time. So, yeah. And, you know, if you ever want to submit a story to us, you can hit us up on our email, on our website, hit us up on DM us. You know, we're, we are always looking and we're going to use guest stories every once in a while. I think we talked about every at least once every season, possibly more, depending on how great the stories are. So, yeah, I thought his story was great. It was nice too to get a different voice in the podcast, you know, and uh yeah, I didn't I didn't even uh, hear I didn't read it at first. I listened to it once it was already cut and I was really like sucked in and uh, really excited about it. And and yeah, and it fit in perfectly with the vibe of the of the show. And uh, maybe he can write another one. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I think I think he's very excited, too. And shout out to Mark, because I know you're listening right now. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Mark. It's amazing. Next week on Bleeders Digest, a time of release. You're going to be hearing episode 16, written by Lauren Shand, called Bones. Yes. It was a really fun one to write. Was there anything in particular that inspired Bones? You know, they found Bones in our hiking trail. I remember that. uh, Not too long ago. And it just really creeped me out that they found a hiker's Bones 
in the hills and they were trying to figure out who it was. And I heard helicopters and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You know, there's a lot of inspiration if you look on Nextdoor, <laughs> yes. nextdoor.com. Is that yes, what it is? It is. The Burbank one, anyway, <laughs> having twisted tales like that. There was one that came up, was it yesterday or the other day, two yesterday. days ago, whatever. And it was a, a family who found a broken Ouija board in their front lawn, snapped in half and left on their front lawn. And they were very concerned about how to dispose of the Ouija pro- board properly. Right? I concur. I wouldn't know what yeah. to do. Is there a protocol for that? I don't know. I think. I mean, I would think so. I would probably contact just, a, a priest of some sort. You just break it and throw it on somebody's front yard. Yeah, I don't know if I would even touch it. I mean, but honestly, the Ouija board kind of ties in with phones a little bit, right? So. Yeah, it's true. Very true. You know, thinking we got, we got one. Uh, this week was head, and next week is bones. And people are going to start thinking there's something like porn. Uh, <laughs> I want to start like renaming these stories, guys. I think we need a Bleeders Digest spinoff. Yeah, exactly. all porno stories. What do you say? Porn. <laughs> oh, awesome. No. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Bleeders Digest, and like we said, as usual, hit us up with a review on Apple Podcasts. Rate the show and write us a review. That really, really helps us gets discovered and get found and uh, we thank you so much for your support till next time thank you 